A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another edition or or download, whatever this thing is called, of the Talk Sport Daily. With, of course, me, Andy Goldstein, who presents the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Friday, or soon to be Monday to Thursday, actually, but more about that later. From 10pm, the official phone-in on Talk Sport. Right, I think I've plugged that enough. Anyway, in this podcast, which is one of my favourites that we've ever done, it's only the second one, there's lots of goodness coming your way. And we begin with David Moyes, who, of course, you may remember, was a manager of Manchester United for a bit. He was alongside Alan Brazil on The Breakfast Show, and some of the stuff he had to say was very interesting indeed. Now, Davey's sitting next to me with his uh, Don Johnson white suit on. Now, another story involved in uh, David Beckham, old golden balls, uh, along with the fellow owner of the newly formed Inter Miami are on the hunt for the first boss. And according to our website, the man sitting next to me is on the shortlist of managers the club are considering. Do you fancy a bit of Florida, David? Well, it's something which uh, looks a really interesting project. Uh, I watched the MLS quite a bit and mm. we were talking a bit earlier about how it's well... It's getting better, isn't it? The MLS is getting better. The crowds? The crowds. I mean, look, I don't know how many people have, have seen Atlanta, but, you know... 70,000, aren't they? It's Atlanta. Now, the soccer team are getting more support than the American football team. And we talk about how good Tottenham Stadium is and is Tottenham Stadium is incredible. Well, wait till you see Atlanta Stadium. It is unbelievable, you yeah. know. So I think that the MLS is growing... I know that, uh, you know, if you get a team in Miami, Miami's a, a great city. Most people have been there, or certainly a lot of us have been there before. So, look, it's something which I'd certainly well, you, have an you, option. You'd have known David from Preston days. We do, David. <laughs> uh, actually, I could tell you uh, tell you a bit about David, which was very good. When he, I remember Gary Peters was the manager, and we, uh, he said to me, he says, we're going to see a, a Manchester United play uh, Aston Villa. And the game was actually played at the Best Scott Stadium at Walsall. Yes. I was player assistant at the time for, for Preston. So I drove down with Gary in the car and we're sitting watching uh, Man United and Aston Villa. And uh, David was playing and there was this this wide right player, skinny as anything, pretty small looking. And I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to be good enough for the for I think you're right? in the first or second division. But Gary said, no, well, we're taking him in loan. And I thought, good. I've got to say, the minute he came in, he was unbelievable. Yeah. He was brilliant. He was out taking free kicks. He was gone, and he was only a boy at the time yeah. as well. But the biggest thing about him, what 
after the month he went straight back and went right into the Manchester United's first team and uh, the biggest compliment I could give David Beckham was that that season we got promoted him and his dad we got promoted to Orient that year him and his dad came into yep. the dressing room after Ted, the game Ted is it Ted yeah came down to Orient and he never sort of forgot that little bit which hope in some way that he remember helped it or started but it but anyway. he was actually I think he was 19 at the time he was a skinny yeah. wee thing oh he had nothing on him and I thought he's going to get booted all over the place but uh, I remember he was practising his free kicks he was you know the corner kicks and he scored yeah. he scored one goal that was direct from a corner for Preston at that time so that's not luck that's practice practice and he was at that time he was uh, you know he was definitely on the right track but I think the biggest thing was Sir Alex recognised after a month yeah. that he was good enough to go into the Manchester United first team took yeah. him back Harry Maguire did you try and sign him David? we didn't try and sign him but we, we flagged him up yeah. because at that time uh, I was very aware of all the players in the World Leagues and had made a really good sort of career out of bringing them to Everton you know whether it be Tim Cahill or all the ones who we'd done through the years and uh, Harry Maguire was another one I recognised. He played against Preston North End in a, at home in a league game, and I watched him and I thought he played really well. But at that time, he was really big, Harry. Yeah. But you know, what, and I thought, big as in the big overweight. as in you thought, oh my goodness, how big's he? How big's Harry going to be? You yeah. know how because he was a young, relatively young boy at the, the time. Build wise, build you mean. wise, and you're looking and saying, is he can only get bigger? His hips. To be fair, he was probably he's in, he looks in terrific shape, and he's probably he's not changed at all, really. Yeah. See when you say you flagged it up. Is that you with your your staff? Yeah, or? me me with my scouts and uh. myself, and I watch a lot of games, and folks see me at a lot of games. But it's mainly to try and look for for uh, you know to see good players on the road. And yeah. Harry Maguire was a good player. It's about like, uh, Tarkovsky as well. Tarkovsky was at uh, was at Oldham at the time. What sort of money were they then? Was Harry about? Five mil, something like that, yeah, four or five mil. I, I think he probably was. You know, I, I can't even remember, but because it wasn't something when I went to United, it wasn't what we needed. You've got to remember when I was at United, we had uh, Vidic, Rio, Johnny Evans, yeah. we had Michael Keane, who was a young boy, there was still Phil Jones, Chris Smalling. So, us to go and buy another young centre half at the time wasn't really the uh, biggest, the bis- biggest thing we needed. And also, if you've been honest, I think Harry Maguire's had to go on his journey. You being a player and that, no, me being a past player and, and manager, understand sometimes the players need the journey to get to where they have to go. And, yeah, uh, and if he'd have come then, he might have struggled might, like might that. Have struggled, yeah, of course. I'm Darren Goff and this is TalkSport Daily. There you go, Alan Brazil and David Moyes. And Alan, obviously, will be back every morning from 6am for more of the same. Well, not the same, I mean, it'd be different, but anyway, you understand. Next up, of course, straight after Big Hours left the studio, Jim White, Slim Jim, comes into the studio alongside the wonderful Natalie Sawyer. And their guest was Simon Jordan, who, as you may be aware, is a very quiet man and never outspoken and always sits on the fence. Oh, boring, boring Simon. Obviously, there's been lots of rumours about what's going to be happening with Daniel Sturridge. He is a free agent after his contract came to an end. Uh, Liverpool, uh, I think 13 clubs reportedly are interested in him. One of them was meant to be Fenerbahce, Mm. but we have spoken to um, Damon Camoli, who's the director of football at Fenerbahce, and he said this move won't happen because they can't afford his wages. Obviously, he's been earning Premier League wages, and he says that it's just not possible to, to pay that amount for Daniel Sturridge. Now... I kind of wondered, what does that mean for Daniel Sturridge? Where is the next move 
for him. Is there something about Daniel Sturridge that Premier League clubs just aren't interested in him anymore? Now, of course, we know he had his injury issues. He didn't play that much, really, at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, he's had this recent betting scandal. Perhaps has that hampered his chances of, of getting a move uh, into a Premier League club? So I really want to know where's next for Daniel Sturridge? Does he have to go to US? Does he have to go to China, the Middle East, to, to pick up the kind of wages that he would have been on at Liverpool? And why? Why Why aren't other Premier League clubs deciding to, to take a chance on him? Let's not forget that Newcastle have gone back in for Andy Carroll. Yes, we know how well he did at Newcastle in that first spell, but he's had his injuries, yet no one is going for Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. And I just wonder why. What uh, What does everyone think about well, Daniel Sturridge? I mean, it's a good point you make, Natalie. I mean, Sturridge, he, he had that situation uh, after the um, betting scandal. Yeah. Um, he's been free to play, as I understand it, since August the 1st. Yeah. So uh, he, he served a short ban. He was found guilty of betting breaches by this independent uh, commission. Mm-hmm. What we do know, though, is, Simon, the FA is appealing the suspension. Uh, they're, they're claiming he should have been banned for a minimum of six months. So he's got that still hanging over him. But nonetheless, he's free to play and could have done a great job. Why is nobody going for Daniel Sturridge, Simon Jordan? I think the conventional wisdom in the game is that Daniel Sturridge is a troubled, troubled problem player. I think he's a divisive influence. I think if you look at his career, he's gone from from Bolton or from Chelsea to Bolton to Man City um, to Liverpool at a time when Liverpool were in a slight period of flux before Klopp. Right, when Klopp's come in, you know, uh, Klopp's not had him from the get-go. He's a very, very, very talented footballer. But the fact that, the, that an industry that will take some of the worst people at times and have no care or concern for how people are and what kind of individuals they are, whether that's owner, managers or players, the fact that nobody wants Daniel Sturridge will give you a clear indication that the industry has a certain perception of him. Mm. I think he's one of those players that plays entirely for himself. I think he's all about himself. And and he's come out of a club like Liverpool, been marginalised by them, and I keep making the point, and you've made the point in, in your setup, Natalie, Nobody wants him. Nobody's picking up a free option. I'm delighted to see Natalie. We kick off this morning with Aston Villa midfielder John McGinn. John, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good. Great to have you on board. You guys are training at the stadium, I believe, today, are you? Yeah, I, I think that just to get the, the new signings, there's not that many of them, uh, just to get them familiarised with the surroundings and uh, get them used to the pitch. So looking forward to getting out there. John, I, I mentioned it there in my introduction to you and thanks for joining us live this morning. You were the talk uh, of social media over the weekend. You're probably aware of this now. But after the performance you put in, in in match number one in the Premier League for Villa, Celtic fans were all over it saying, ah, it's what might have been for us. Uh, Manchester United fans were all over social media saying, if only it'd come to us. Uh, uh, clearly, you were a man in demand and you're aware of that. Yeah, I obviously uh, you, you see bits and bobs, but um, my intentions this summer were, were pretty clear. Uh, the club were aware of that. Um, I didn't ever want to leave here this summer. Um, I feel loved here. I feel respected by everyone, um, the players, the coaches, and to be here only a year, I was I was keen to go and prove that I could play in the Premier League with with Villa. And uh, yeah, it's been an okay start, but there's still a lot more to come from me. There's a lot more to come. How did you feel, John, when you were offered a, a brand spanking new five-year deal then at Villa to keep you there? Yeah, I was chuffed. Um, the, the club uh, came to me at the start of the summer and they basically said, listen, we've got a lot of work to do. 
all we need to know is if if you want to be here, and it was it was pretty straightforward. But uh, nothing else crossed my mind. I wanted to to be at Villa this season, and uh, the club wanted that, so I've kept the the best till last, and it's managed to get me signed up eventually. You, you've kicked off our show for Natalie and I the, 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 this morning. It's fair to say, John, you are loved by mm. Villa fans. Um, has have they made a, a big impression on you as much as you have on them? Yeah, I think when I when I came down here, I was surprised with the stature of the club. Um, obviously, I was aware of how illustrious Aston Villa was, um, but to see the potential now uh, going into the Premier League, just it's amazing to be part of and. And to go into the season as, as one of the club's main players is, is such a confidence boost for me. Uh, and to feel so loved from the, the stands, obviously, it gives you an extra 1% or 2% on a Saturday. And uh, thankfully, on Saturday, I managed to open my account and hopefully I can get more goals for the club. As always in the best bits, we have to put something from one of the best shows, and that is, of course, Drive with Adrian and Goffey. Have a listen to this. This was barking. This actually really, really grinds my gears, believe it or not. It seriously does. I knew this was going to happen. I told you all this was going to happen. Oh, well, offside is offside. No, it isn't. You cannot apply that science to it. And now we've got a situation where one game into the Premier League season, oh, everybody's going to sit around a table and talk about this because nobody foresaw it, you thickos. Why didn't you realise this was going to happen? Sterling's armpit hair was offside. Since when? Even the Aguero offside against Spurs in the Champions League last season wouldn't have been given if rules had been applied with common sense so i'm glad that this is happening but they should have seen this before it happened they shouldn't have imposed crowbarred sledgehammered var through without realizing the consequences they didn't think it through they were trying to make life easy for well-paid referees they were trying to make more time so they can have ads during the breaks for var so they can make more money think it through honestly some of the dimwits running football globally oh and some of the football fans genuine football fans who say oh yes offside is offside he's a millimeter offside therefore he's offside so it we is. can't give that the law is offside trying to get goals ruled out you're trying to take goals out of football you idiots you're the lawmaker now no, offside I'm the, I'm is the, offside. I'm the voice of common sense. <laughs> no, it isn't. That's the point he's saying. Did you not just listen to what he said? Is it not that he just cannot accept authority? He cannot accept it. I can't if just they're wrong. Just get it. But well, they're not wrong. Somebody's the in... law's there, Ed. Dear me, you're wrong. Mate, they're talking about changing them, so they're admitting they're wrong. No. Yes, they, they are. They change it, then it'll be right. At the minute, it's wrong. Oh, my... Are you really that passive? Do you never challenge right. anything do in you your not, life? Ever? Do you not Since think... Since when was that? Did you never challenge do, anybody at Yorkshire? Do you not... Plenty of times. Exactly. Like, do you not think that most things get changed if so-and-so keeps happening? Then they'll change it to better the game. That's so fine. that's what that. So you learn by your mistakes along the way. Oh, but yeah, but Goffey, listen to the thing I said at the start. I knew this was going to happen. I'd said many, many times, you can't apply freeze frames to offsides in that way. And everybody's suddenly thinking, oh, no, you can't, can you? So let's change it. Listen to me. I got it right. You all think I know nothing about it. And here they are doing what I said they should have done before they imposed VAR on us. 
It should never have been brought into the Premier League until they were ready. And look at them now. We've got to have a meeting about it. Don't have a meeting about it. Sort it out. That's why you have a committee, mate. You've got to have a meeting. Anyway, move on. Now, you may have noticed that I said this is Barker before going into it. That's because that was what we call in the business a generic link. I didn't actually know what was going to be in the clip because I recorded it before their show went out. But you're probably thinking, actually, you know what, Goldstein, you were right. It was barking. Yet at the same time, brilliant. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now, I know I said at the top of the podcast that I, of course, present Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm. But today, I actually presented Hawksby and Jacobs. I was Paul Hawksby for the day alongside the wonderful Andy Jacobs. And this is one of my favourite moments from the three-hour show we did, which you can find Monday to Friday from 1pm on TalkSport. I say this is one of my favourite bits. I don't know what bit they've put in this bit of the podcast, but let me tell you, the whole three hours were magical so you can bet your bottom dollar that this bit will be fantastic. Earlier on, that came out slightly differently as it was in my head. But <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> earlier on, uh, I've been asking for your own personal world records. That's because our next guest has set a world record of standing in an icebox uh, for two hours, eight minutes, and 47 seconds. Why, you may ask? Well, I can't answer that. <laughs> Was he sitting or standing? The photo looks like he's sitting, but I don't know. We'll have a look. Let's say hello and good afternoon to Joseph Kerbal joins us. Joseph, good afternoon to you. Hello, sirs. Uh, here's Joseph from Austria. Hi. So uh, you are the founder of the National Ice Swimming Association. So you're a man that's used to uh, extreme cold, but this was ridiculous. Tell the listeners what you actually did. So, yes, I am uh, a president of the Austrian Ice Swimming Association. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, in, a, in a glass box full of ice um, and um, ice cubes. Mm. And I was there inside for more than two hours. 
So it was a little bit cold, but uh, it was a a very new experience for me uh, because ice swimming, uh, you can't uh, do such a long time in ice water. But uh, in a box with ice cubes, it's possible to be longer inside. Uh, Joseph, can I ask why you did it? Um, I was in a show in uh, in the springtime, and uh, there I was sitting in a in a, a box uh, full of ice, and I thought, uh, okay, I did one more than one hour, so that works very good. Um, where is the world record? So let's try the world record, and so I did it. Well, that's incredible. You did it at Vienna Central Station. So, did you have a bit of a crowd watching you and encouraging you? Yeah, that was uh, that was my main thing. Uh, uh, taking a big crowd around me so that uh, I got more motivation to do that. And uh, I was reading that you said, uh, this is fairly logical really, but you said it was very cold at the beginning. It would have, I mean, it must, have been a, it must have been a shock to your system. And were you worried that it would affect you in that way, your health? No, uh, no. I, I trained that all in a, in a box full of ice water. So the water temperature was approximately around 3 degree to 5 degree but the water was all around my skin, so that's harder than ice cubes because they are not all over the body. Mm. They're in parts, so in ice water, it's harder. Joseph, while we've been talking to you, I've just been told that someone's beaten your world record. So (laughs) are are you prepared to go to three hours? I think it's not that problem uh, to be three hours in an ice box. the hardest problem for me will be uh, to tell that my wife that I will do that again. It's incredible. Because she is frightened, you know. Yeah, well, not surprised. Not so easy for her. No. Well, congratulations. I don't know. Have you got uh, another world record in mind? Something even madder? Or is, Could is you, this it for yeah. you? Could you combine next, the two and maybe March. have a, a massive gin and tonic? <laughs> You're listening to TalkSport Daily. And last, but by, of course, no means least, is the sports bar. Usually it's the Andy Goldstein sports bar, Monday to Friday from 10pm or Thursday, 10pm. But as I've mentioned numerous times on this podcast, I was, of course, alongside Andy Jacobs. So that meant the sports bar hot seat was taken by Jason Cundy, who moved to his left. And Jason's not-so-hot seat was taken by Perry Groves. Here's just a flavour, a sniff, of some of the callers on that midnight train. Jamie, good morning and welcome. Hi, good morning. Right, Hello, good morning. Now, Jamie, uh, you are the guy from last night that phoned up the show with myself and Andy that yes. chased a girl. I'm going to try and para- just condense everything that you told me last night, if I can remember. If I go wrong, let me know. Okay. You met a girl at a tube station. She gave yeah. you your number, her number. Yeah. You went yeah. up the escalators. When it was in yeah. your phone, it didn't save. You then ran down the escalators the wrong way. You ran yeah. on the platform. You jumped on the train that she was going to be on. You then hunted her down on the train. You got <laughs> the number, and you've been yeah. messaging her. She hasn't yeah. been replying. Now, Andy and I come to the conclusion that maybe she's given you a wrong number. You've now yeah. phoned up to give us an update. Restraining order. Take right. it away. Right, this is part two. The update is, is that... Obviously, I used my work phone to phone her because I was talking to you on TalkSport at the time. So after I came off of TalkSport, what happened? The work phone rang, and she rang the phone back. Boom! So I picked up the phone. We had a long conversation, long half an hour, 35-minute conversation. She said the reason why she was ignoring my messages is because she thought, when she saw me on the tube, that I looked like a roadman. 
I don't even know Look what a road what? man is. A road man. A road man. What's, yeah. a, what's a road man? I road kill. Well, a, ro- <laughs> a road. No, not road. <laughs> You look like roadkill, mate. Just, that's not a compliment. compliment down escalators yeah. and on trains and on tubes. A bit of roadkill. Yeah, go on. Basically, a roadman on in in slang terms is basically somebody who hasn't really got a job. He just bosses around all day. Doesn't basically do anything. You might have a couple of gold chains, nice pair of trainers, and nice clothes on, but he basically doesn't do anything. Right. Okay. That's what a roadman. And yeah, are you so are you a roadman? By the way, that was no, some assumption, no, no. though, wasn't it? No. Why did she? So, yeah, why did she come to that conclusion? I don't, well, it's just a stereotype, isn't it? So basically, because I have got gold teeth as well. So go on, tell us, tell us. So what's happened then? So this, yeah, so, this sounds like good then, news. Is it good news? It's very good news because then she said. Then I said to her, "Well, I'm not a road man. Obviously, I work. Yeah. You're on my work phone at the moment." So she said to me, "What do you do?" So I said to her, "I'm a paramedic." And she said to me, "Instantly, you've become more attractive to me." Yeah. And we've had conversations all day, near enough. Are you a paramedic? I am a paramedic, yeah. Okay, you've instantly become more attractive to me as well. <laughs> so you rock the green. You have a green jumpsuit. Well, Scrubs. she did ask me to send her a couple of pictures to prove it. Right. So, obviously, I was at work at the time, so I took a couple of pictures, sent them to her. Bob's your uncle. Okay, so tell us, where are you going to... Uh, where, where's the date? What are you doing? Um, I don't know, because obviously she's from Bournemouth. Right. I asked her what she's doing this weekend. Take her on the pier. You know, Almost a nice place. I don't mind driving down there. Yeah, so beautiful. I'll probably see her this weekend if I can. All right, Jason. Hello, mate. Who's that? Who are we talking to? Michael. Hi, Michael. Yeah, I've been a fan of you for a while, but you blocked me on Twitter. What did you say? I, I must have said something I don't nasty. Remember, but I don't remember what it was, but right. I'm a bit gutted about it. I'd, I'd like you to revoke it. Is this an apology? Are you it's found an apology, a- yeah. Come on, you know what you've said, Michael. You, you know. What, what did you say? You know what you if, said to if, me to block you? I think I think it was something that I shouldn't repeat on radio, but I apologise about it. No, he's a big man. Just take his apology. Do you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna give us your... T- what's your Twitter, Michael? M-C-O-D. 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 8-4. 8-4? Yeah. You're going to abuse me again, aren't you? You're going to say, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get Cundy to unblock me and then I'm going to abuse him. No, I won't. I'll be nice to you. Uh, you're a Liverpool fan, aren't you, Michael? No, Everton fan. Everton fan? No football. No football. Oh, God, yeah. I've only, I've only killed him, haven't I? Thing I've is, he's phoned up to apologise. You've unblocked him. No, and I'm, then I'm you gonna... just completely ruined yeah, his call. I know. Call. I know. That's, 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 I should, that's a black mark on you my... You did it on purpose. I didn't do that on purpose. That was retribution I didn't, I didn't. right there. But that's it another best of podcast and uh, I think you'll agree it's one of the best we've done so far and a reminder that I will be back actually not tomorrow on the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Friday Thursday from 10pm to 1am but alongside Andy Jacobs again for more Hawksby and Jacobs from 1pm so until then thanks for listening and of course remember to press subscribe so then you don't have to worry about getting this because it automatically drops into your inboxy thing just press subscribe and you'll get this every day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. 
Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.